Welcome to Speaking Keystone, a podcast dedicated to preserving the origins of public speaking. Each episode will bring you valuable insights and information about influential people and events from the history of public speaking. I am your host, John Todorovic. The start of this episode will be covered by a mandatory disclaimer. Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not authorized by, endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise approved by Toastmasters International other than for the use of the name Toastmasters International. Episode 6 of the Speaking Keystone podcast will be marking the final chapter of the early career of Ralph Smedley. It is important to note that the majority of this episode will be focused on his transition from San Jose to Santa Ana in California and the days leading to the major career shift in his life. The first mention of Ralph Smedley being involved with the Santa Ana YMCA building was during the board meeting on July 11, 1922. He met with Eton Sams from Los Angeles to discuss features of the building program. It was mentioned in the Santa Ana Register, a newspaper, a local newspaper, that both Ralph and Eton were experienced in this type of work and they were of valuable service to the local YMCA. The formal announcement of the resignation of Ralph Smedley as the General Secretary of San Jose YMCA was made on August 16, 1922. It was mentioned that he served for three years in San Jose and that his resignation will be effective on October 1, 1922. He was moving to Santa Ana, California to assist with the setup and construction of the first ever YMCA building in Orange County, California. After moving to Santa Ana, California, Ralph Smedley began a series of meetings with different stakeholders that were involved with the construction of the new YMCA building. The initial discussion was held on October 22, 1922. Present at the meeting were R. L. Rayburn from New York, a member of the YMCA Building Bureau, Frederick H. Ellie, a well-known Orange County architect, and Ralph Smedley, Building Secretary of the new Santa Ana YMCA. Following that event, on October 27, 1922, it was announced that the bids were open for the demolishing process of the Washington School Building, which occupied the space reserved for the new Santa Ana YMCA. The school authorities were to vacate the building by mid-December. According to Ralph Smedley, in the article written in Santa Ana Register, he mentioned that the following. If everything goes well, we expect to be able to begin actual operations of the new YMCA building early in February 1923. In accepting the bids of the house wreckers, we will specify that the old structure must be out of the way by February 1, 1923. 
For the first three months of 1923, Ralph Smedley has been busy developing plans for the new YMCA building further. He has invested a good amount of time working with architect Ellie. They have arranged and built a court, temporary clubhouse and a few other facilities that were the initial development stage of the YMCA building in Santa Ana. During the second quarter of 1923, Smedley continued his work on the YMCA building. He also had enough time to dedicate to his church, where he participated in various events where he educated the boys of YMCA. June 11, 1923 was the official date for the laying of the cornerstone of the new YMCA building. By last quarter of 1923, Ralph Smedley was actively pushing for building completion. He announced in early October that he is expecting the building to be completed by Christmas of 1923. He was already in the process of purchasing the furniture around that time too. During that time, Mr. Smedley became the General Secretary of the Santa Ana YMCA, which marked an important milestone in his life. At the end of November 1923, he made a confident announcement that the new YMCA building will be opened without furniture by January 1, 1924. As we moved into the year 1924, the pressure to complete the new building kept on rising. Ralph Smedley, not willing to give up, kept on encouraging his people to stay on track and focus to complete the building as soon as possible. With a few slight delays, the magical day came about. The Santa Ana YMCA was dedicated on April 24, 1924 with a grand celebration. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by cl clicking the follow or subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for all the support all throughout. Now back to the show. At this point, I would like to share a few words of how this podcast came to be, where it came to, and where it's gonna go after this episode. Originally, this was supposed to be just a simple podcast project as part of my Pathways Learning experience in Toastmasters International. This is an elective project in level four of Pathways. It was supposed to be just a plain history of Toastmasters. After I discovered that there is more than just a plain history of Toastmasters, I decided to explore even further and realized that there is very little information about Ralph Smedley, the founder of Toastmasters. That kind of prompted me and nudged me into following it through and, this, and therefore I decided to switch it up. Instead of doing the early Toastmasters history, I decided to dedicate the first six episodes of this podcast to Ralph Smedley and to celebrate his early career and early life. When I say early career, I'm referring to the career before Toastmasters or the official Toastmasters International endeavor. 
as we finished the year in 1924, with all the events that transpired all the way through from the early 1900s, he has spent over 20 years, 21 years by the time he moved to Santa Ana, 21 years working in YMCA, originally starting in 1903 at Peoria YMCA. He dedicated quite a bit of his early life towards Young Men's Christian Association. And at that time, he was not as young anymore. Just have in mind that he was born on February 22, 1878, which means that by that time, he was already 46 years old. 46. By the time that he came to the point where Toastmasters were to officially be formed. Another part of this project was the fact that I have discovered so much of the early information about his life that I could not find anywhere else that I was further motivated to dig in deeper and deeper and deeper. Once again, I have to mention a few notable things that helped me in this endeavor. This is not a sponsored podcast. I am not affiliated. I'm not affiliated with any of the resources that I will be mentioning. It's just the fact that they have helped me heavily to discover all the resources that were needed to complete this project. For example, the story of Toastmasters, a two volume book written by Ralph Smedley. I found quite a bit of information that was relevant to the later part of Toastmasters, which means that there were only a few bits of information in the first maybe two or three episodes that have actually originated from those books. The rest of the information came from the newspapers.com, an online library filled with hundreds of thousands of newspapers from across the United States and the world. That information has helped me achieve what I have achieved so far. At this point, I would like to ask a huge favor from all you great, great listeners. There is an option in the Podbean, which is the podcasting platform that I'm using, to leave a comment. Or if you prefer to send me an email, you can send me an email directly at john.s.todorovic at gmail.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn, John S. Todorovic. In case that you didn't pick up the last name correctly, it's J-O-H-N-S. T-O-D-O-R-O-V-I-C. You can find me on LinkedIn, add me up, and send me the feedback on how this podcast went through. I would really appreciate your feedback because it will help me prepare for the next series in this podcast. As I'm saying that, I'm already excited to jump into the newest series that are going to be coming up once a week over the next few weeks, starting next week. I will be discussing the early history of Toastmasters and how everything started up in Santa Ana, California. Which means that we will be covering Ralph Smedley simultaneously with everybody else that contributed to the success of Toastmasters International. Have in mind that I am doing this project by myself, so in case that I miss a few information or a few bits of information, please do send me an email or send me a shout out or a message 
or just subscribe to the to the podcast and help me facilitate this even better. I have been a avid fan of the early history and I'm going to do my best to preserve as much as possible as long as I can. This has been an amazing, amazing experience. I have spent countless hours working on these podcast episodes, compiling all the information in a historical, chronological order, and I have came up with such an amazing project. At the end of this episode, I would just like to say a big, big thank you. Thank you for joining me on the journey of speaking Keystone. Before you leave this episode, make sure to visit the website speakingkeystone.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show, especially the, the next season. While you're at it, if you found value in this podcast, I would appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help greatly. Until next time, and until the next season, this has been John Todorovic. Bye-bye.